0: Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world. Welcome to this edition of School Biz Chat. Today's going to be an interesting chat because we have someone from the state of Georgia with us. I am so pleased to introduce Sarah McLeod, who is the Deputy Director for the Georgia Department of Audits and Accounts, to talk about the exciting topic of GASB 96. So, Sarah, welcome to School Biz Chat. And why
1: don't we start out by you sharing a little bit about yourself with the Missouri folks? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I am, like she mentioned, a deputy director with the Georgia Department of Audits. I have been with the Department of Audits for 19 years, and my main job is to oversee all the school district audits that we do with the department. So Georgia is a little unique. There's not many states out there, if any, that actually we audit all of the public school systems um, within our state. So. We do a full financial audit and single audit of about 130 school systems each year. We are definitely experts, if you will, in the industry of school district audits. Okay, so I'm just processing that because
0: our Department of Elementary and Secondary Education does not do that. Each Mm -hmm. school district has to contract with a third party, but we have, depending on how you count them, 525 public school districts, but that's
1: still a lot of work. Do you have a big staff? We do. We have over a hundred auditors that work on school district audits. And then we have over 200 or so auditors. And we also do state agency work, local government work, and then the act for each year. We also look at our colleges and universities. So we have quite the plateful, like I'm sure many others do, but. Yeah, our school districts are pretty much a year-round job between getting ready for the next season and finishing out the other season and doing all the audits. We stay quite busy with school districts throughout the year. I'm
0: sure you do. It's always fascinating to me to learn about how school districts operate in other states, and there is such a difference from state to state to state. So, Mm -hmm. as you said, you have a lot of experience with audits and accounting. So talk to us a little bit about GASB 96 and what
1: our folks really need to be thinking about focusing on. Sure, so GASB 96 is another one of those standards that's gonna take some work definitely to get implemented at the school districts. GASB really hasn't slowed down in the last couple of years with giving us any breaks on these standards that take effort and time to get implemented. So, 96 is very similar to GASB 87 last year, and the fact that the accounting for it is very similar, the only thing that's really differing is the type of asset we're looking at. So, in 87, we were really looking at those leases of tangible type items, and now with 96, we're gonna be taking a look at those software subscription assets. So, we're gonna be reviewing agreements at the school districts that have anything to do with software type programs. And I think the biggest thing for me that I found with this standard is that it impacts so many offices and areas at the school districts. So GASBY 87 could be kind of centralized to your finance office. Most of your finance staff knew when you're entering entering into leases. Well, with 96 software is used in all sorts of departments across your school district. And you're not always gonna know what software is being used as someone that works in your finance office. So those conversations across the school district are so critical. You can have software for your in your transportation. I know in Georgia, even for my kiddos, I'm able to track where they are when they're on the bus. That's a software that you might need to consider. Your IT department is going to be critical in working with you and getting a handle on where all these agreements are. But that's really that big first step. And if you haven't done that, I can't urge you enough to go ahead and do that because it's here. It's going to be audited for this last fiscal year. So that's really that big first step that people need to take is just getting a grasp on the activity at their school district. So I'm thinking about our large districts.
0: We have a handful of large districts in the state of Missouri. Most of ours are fairly small but I'm thinking not only departments, I'm thinking individual schools. People are using what teachers are using. And I would think just identifying all of that, as you said, is pretty labor intensive. And I sure hope people have already begun that process because if you're in a school district of 20,000 plus kids, maybe you've got 20 plus buildings, plus all of your departments,
1: As you said,
0: just that piece
1: is pretty labor-intensive. Oh, for sure, and we have some of that here. We have a lot of rural districts as well, but when you get in that metro Atlanta area for Georgia, there's some very large districts, and I've seen some different systems school districts are using. Some are utilizing like Google Drive, and they send out communications to different department heads and principals and ask for their help to start to gather this information, and then they put it in this local location Um, central location that they can all share. So then the finance and IT staff are going through that. And there's really no one way to do it. But this implementation year is just going to be the toughest year to get a grasp on what you already have. And then moving forward, it's going to be so important to have a process in place that you know how to gather this information from year to year. So you want some sort of process that you're notified or someone's putting these documents in a central location for you. Because even though, you know, this year's implementation year, we still have to keep up with that standard year to year from now on, just like our leases. Well,
0: and technology is constantly evolving and changing. So I'm thinking about perhaps this year I'm using this software, Mm -hmm. but the next year I change to something else. And your point is one that I think I don't know how you emphasize that enough, to building principals, teachers, department heads, that this is not a once and done. This has to be maintained. This has to be kept up. And so your point about having a
1: process to do that is really, really important. I agree. It's critical. It'll make their finance staff life so much easier and more efficient with these good processes in place. So if that's not overwhelming enough,
0: um, besides the... IT and, and looking at software, what else do folks need to be really paying attention to right now and making sure they're doing?
1: Well, once you gather that information, you have to then at that point find a way to analyze it. So you've got all these documents together and now what? So there's a couple situations, there's a couple solutions out there. So we do have some school districts here in Georgia that have opted to hire a vendor and these vendors will come in and analyze your documentation for you. So even when you utilize a vendor, it's still important going back to that first point. You still have to gather the documentation yourself. They're not going to come in and do that for you. But once you have it pulled, they will analyze some of those agreements for you, get the terms that you need out your, you know, all of the accounting part. This vendor will come in and help you do. So I've seen this in a lot of our larger school districts, like the ones you're speaking of that you have there in Missouri too. They've done the legwork to gather the information and now the vendor is going to pull it together for them and they go so far as to give you the journal entries you would need to book it. If you're not going that route, then you need to look through your agreements yourself. And the first thing that I've been recommending is that you look at the agreements and you see what the term's for. Because if it's for 12 months or less then it's not going to have to be considered for a subita. It's going to be a short term subita, and the GASB 96 isn't going to have to apply. So that's the first thing I'm doing and I'm teaching our auditors. We offered a consulting service here in Georgia where we were assisting school districts and answering questions. And so when they were assisting the school districts, we had them look at terms first because you can automatically start ruling those agreements out. So if it's um, okay, something so I just to- want to back up, but to reemphasize that if the term or the length is less than 12 months, was that correct? Yeah. 12 months okay. or less. Yeah. A year or less. Automatically, you don't have to worry about it. The other thing is if it automatically renews. So let's say you have one that is a year. But in the wording, it says we'll renew automatically at the you know, current rate. Um, We're not, those are not subidas either. So if they just renew annually, that's kind of like a perpetual situation and that doesn't fall under 96. So you can set those to the side too. You're not going to need to do further work on those either. Auto renewing, you can push
0: those over and now where do we need to be looking?
1: Yeah, and now you're left with the ones you're going to have to do the work on. Those are the ones that you're going to have to figure out your interest rate And I'm going to tell you now, it's probably not going to be in those agreements. They weren't in there for 87 and they're not in here for 96. So for our school districts in Georgia, they're um, utilizing the prime rate, um, what it was at 630 from June 30th for the fiscal year. Um, And that's the rate that they've been using. That's what our Georgia Department of Education recommended for them. So you need to get your term, your rate, if you had any other payments, that's when you really got to dig in and start gathering those pieces to calculate your subscription liability and your subscription asset. And there are different tools out there that you can utilize. The Georgia Department of Education put out a tool for all of our school districts to use. That's on their Web page. But you have to start working through those questions, answering if you have any variable payments and getting that amortization table set up. Because that amortization table is going to be what guides your journal entries for your financial statements.
0: So here were my notes. Yes. The term, the interest rate, the amortization
1: table, and
0: liability. Maybe I didn't get that note yeah, written down. The,
1: so the good thing is if people grasped 87, the calculations for 96 are almost identical. So really you're just finding that the present value of that liability, those payments, And then that's going to give you your liability. And then you start with that for your asset side as well. So, of course, with GASB, any good standard, there's lots of other little pieces that may or may not, you know, impact what you have. But what we're finding in Georgia, for the most part, one is most of these agreements are falling into the 12 month or less, or the automatic renewal. So a lot of them are getting rolled out that way. And then we've been able to kind of hone in where we've been finding the activity that's actually significant to be considered to be recorded. And so the top four, I thought might be interesting to share, uh, the top four areas and vendors that we've found are your financial reporting systems. So like whatever accounting system your school district's using, Be sure you're taking a look at how those terms are written. So we have some here in Georgia that are like five-year terms, and they're pretty significant, and they're going to wind up being a Civita. So you have to review your terms on that. Also, we have moved to a lot of electronic documentation the school districts have. So we use a program in Georgia a lot called SoftDocs. Not sure if they're national, but that's one that they're more of a three- to five-year term, and so that's something to keep in mind. Of course, with all of the ESSER money that's been going around, we've had a lot of safety and security expenditures. And some of that software actually has been significant and gone past the 12-month period. So those are some of the Civitas. So we have some of those that are falling into place. And one that timing caught us off guard, it wasn't on our radar, but again, this is where I say you have to talk to everybody, a lightning alert software. So it's out at like the football fields and the baseball fields for the athletic events. So when they can determine how far the lightning strikes are away to see if they can play or not, one of the ones that has to be recorded. So see, I mean, it's going to take everybody at the school district. I mean, can't emphasize it enough, like you said, to be in on the standard to make sure it's implemented fully.
0: And I'm thinking a lot of those athletic directors, football coaches, they're not typically
1: involved. No.
0: So I appreciate you pointing that out. We have a sizable number of new superintendents in our state and we have a lot of new bookkeepers and in a number of our school districts that's the central office staff those are the people who will be collecting this information working on it so you giving these tips and highlights i hope is especially helpful for them i mean this was really really good sarah thank you and i want to thank everyone tuned in to this edition of School Biz Chat. If you enjoyed this new episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Until the next time, take care. We'll be chatting. This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.